So welcome to the garage this morning. It's extremely cold outside. Uh, we got Nick and Luke here. Yo, yo. And Hello. Ryan Phillips here as well. Uh, he's the local director for Training Ground here in Colorado Springs. And I'm Corey Smith, and I am doing a host takeover. Uh, I get to get a chance now to interview Nick and Luke on this beautiful, mysterious generation. Best generation ever in the history of America. <laughs> in the history of generations. Called the Millennials. <laughs> you know, maybe we'll say Millennials slash just starting to begin Generation Z. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you might ask why we're, we want to go after this kind of stuff, because this is our demographic. So, yeah. you know, in Training Ground, we're 18 to 25. And, uh, you know, 18 to 25-year-old young men. And so uh, we kind of want to turn the tables on Nick and Luke today. And, um, and, you know, and before we start, I want to kind of put in a little disclaimer of um, and t- today we're going to talk a lot about stereotypes. And there's going to be a part two um, that Nick will explain a little bit later. But. Um, I want to be careful about how we talk about millennials and Gen Z. I know kind of in present culture, there's, they're getting a lot of uh, bad feedback of just kind of how they live their lives. And, um, but really, um, we're going to go after kind of some of those today. But I also want to make sure that we do a good job honoring this generation. Um, you know, we talk about it a lot that we think that God's really going to use this generation to really uh, make some changes in the kingdom. And um, like I said, we'll get... We'll get to some of that in this podcast, but m- most of it will kind of land in part two. Um, but yeah, let's just dive right in. We've got some stuff on the on our board here that we want to talk about in terms of it. topics. Um, but what, on, at the top, spirit of offense. Like mm. one of the things that you know comes real quick is that you know you guys and most of your friends get offended pretty much if the wind changes direction. That's so, 100% true. <laughs> but I want to know... If I there's wanna, even wind. <laughs> if mm-hmm. there's even... Believe me, you guys will find something to complain about. I remember my second time fly fishing and there was a lot of wind and I got offended. <laughs> <laughs> so in that, was right, the, the this idea of just being so quickly offended, um, I'd love to be able to try to figure out how to peel it back and, and kind of go, well, I mean, you can look at it at face value, but what's really going on? Like, what what do you guys really think... You know what does what does that give you guys? If you can be offended, what do you guys get out of that that type of emotion? I think that's an excellent question. Um, I don't want to blame shift, but this is even a conversation that we had this morning. Where I don't I don't think any generation was really set up to have uh, good like relational skills, being able to like talk through things. Um, I think whenever people get offended, that's like the start of a conversation or that's that it kind of like initiates action or it should. Um, I think with with a lot of millennials, kind of something that we maybe like suffer from is like, oh, I'm offended. I'm getting out. I got to go instead of I'm offended. Let's change something. Okay, so like you you think part of that is that um, you, you know a gener and it's a, obviously a generalization, but the the generation of millennials can use a, you know being offended as a type of protection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
definitely. Okay. And I mean, I, I'll, I mean, I'm uh, Gen X. I'm you know 44, and I mean, I the idea of under of growing up in a in a generation that wasn't really taught a lot of kind of conflict resolution, or just even kind of um, engaging good conversation about how to be in relationship, is that um, you know in in that realm, I mean, conflict is is something we all try to avoid to a certain extent because we're humans, but um, but obviously, if you can be offended, you don't have to trust another person. Yeah. Well, again, uh, I don't want to blame shift either. But the truth is, you know, our generation, our generation being Luke and I is the millennial generation, um, kind of grew up in this culture almost where everyone's a winner. Or, you know, like it's it's our, our parents kind of told us, oh, you can be whatever you want to be and no one can ever stop you. And. You're always right. You're the best kid ever, and you're gonna play basketball and you get a trophy because you played really well. You mm-hmm. played hard, but like, the truth is that that's not how life works. That's not how the world runs. And so when we got into the real world, it didn't trend. It didn't. It didn't like. There's a disconnect. Mm-hmm. And so, you take these normal, cultural aspects of being like, adversity basically, and you, in turn, turn it to offense. Mm-hmm. And so just because someone is <clears throat> not agreeing with you or you know, they haven't affirmed you in every single possible way. Then all of a sudden you're offended and they're wrong and I'm out. Yeah. I think that, um, our parents, our schools tried their absolute best to protect us. But what they ended up doing was they eliminated failure, which is not realistic, which is not realistic. And so when you eliminate failure, you like are in pretend land, and then nobody can ever be wrong ever. So it's like, whatever. It's a, it's it's a my way or the highway kind of yeah, mentality. As soon as, and, as soon as you're wrong, I'm out. <clears throat> yeah, like you shut down. Yeah, and if it's like, well, if if you disagree with me, well then, I'll just I'll go way over here. <laughs> yep, I'll go find it somewhere I'll, else. Yeah, yeah. Or I'll go on Facebook and I'll write ten paragraphs. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting too because you guys are kind of dipping into a little bit of a, the topic of entitlement. So it feels like you kind of were given so much that when you don't get that, you're offended because you already had so much. Yeah, for sure. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, and yeah, and even that kind of bleeds into another topic for us is the, this uh, lack of trust or um, authority, like is- authority issues or even just kind of commitment issues. Uh, I mean, I think probably some of that is um, is normal with any any generation in their 20 somethings because you guys are coming into a new world of owning your life. You're owning your, uh, your, your faith. You are, you know, you're making moves. Um, you're not under your parents authority anymore, but you're, you're kind of out, um, kind of blazing the trail in your own life, trying to figure out your calling and your faith. Um, but so I think there's probably always a lack of trust because you're, you're, it's, you're so green. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that I can speak so much to the lack of trust, but, as far as like the authority issue in, in the millennial generation and my generation is I can definitely speak to that. And I think it also comes from a place of the environment we were raised in. You know, we came from this place of, Oh, you know, you're 16 years old. And so you get a car now, right? That's just what happened. There's the entitlement piece. It's like, Oh, I'm entitled to this or mm-hmm. that's what parents do. Or you pay for my college. That's what parents do like this entitlement. And so because our authority figures were that way, also, we had like a lot of us had those moms who like 
just thought we were the best thing ever, which is what moms do. But then as soon as something goes wrong at school or you feel like you're being mistreated, even though you're probably not, mom runs in and just tears the whole school down and tells, <laughs> you know, you're not going to treat my kid that way, right. blah, blah, blah. The truth is now, because that's the way authority was modeled to us, we tend to have a lack of respect for it. And whenever someone isn't doing what we want, mm-hmm. then it's like, I'm out again. Sort of like, you know, personally for me, I had a job in high school where I wanted to take some time off to go do something with my friends on the weekend, but I'd already used up my days. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, I need next week off, next weekend off. They're like, no, you can't. Like, you have to work. And I'm like, no, I'm asking you a week in advance. Like, I'm, I have, I deserve to be off. Mm-hmm. And that's just not how it works, but that's how my brain was working. And so, and so I was like, I quit. You know, I don't sure. want to work here anymore. I'm out. I'm out. Yep. And there, there's that inherent lack of respect for authority. Right. What's the, I'm looking at commitment now too, is uh, obviously we, we hang with guys every summer and in Florida we do the gap year program, but um, it's really interesting when we're in the application process and we're kind of pursuing guys and we're trying to understand are they a good fit or, you know, um, that uh, it always feels like they always wait to the last minute to commit um, because there's something about uh, always having other options oh, or yeah. always That's being totally afraid it. that you're going to miss Something an better. opportunity. FOMO. Yeah. FOMO. That's totally it. Like you nailed it right there. I think it's Wait, not, what is, what is FOMO? FOMO is the fear of missing out. Mm, it's an acronym. You know, it's, yeah, it's an acronym for the fear of missing out. It's, <laughs> it's, it's what, what Corey is saying. You didn't know. Um, <clears throat> that's what it was. That's what it is. I believe there's because of the technology we have in this digital world we live in. There's so many things around us. We have so many opportunities and so mm-hmm. many options. Mm-hmm. You wait to the last minute because you don't know what you want to do because there's so many things. That's well, so and also exhausting. On top of that, and it absolutely is. But I think we're training our brains, and we're going to be stronger than ever. Give us, <laughs> give me five years. I'm <laughs> working on something. Half um, full, not half empty. Half. I'm all the way full, even when I'm Ooh, empty. Okay. <laughs> think about it. So um, no. So ahead, what yeah. I was getting at is, uh, at any moment we can check out. Right. With our phones, any at yep. any uh, moment, we can check out yeah. and we can check in to anything we want. Right. Oh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not comfortable with the situation. Let me just go on Instagram. And on and top of that, cut you off. Yeah. And not feel it. Yeah. Yep. And on top of that, I feel like the other generations have maybe a little bit more respect for their, for their actual selves. Um, probably because they maybe have like more resilience. They've, They've been they've been through harder things where they weren't able mm-hmm. to just check yeah. out. And so they kind of like build this healthy pride for themselves where it's like, oh, if I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And I was just like learning you know, through throughout my life and my own personal struggles. Like, man, like it's really hard to commit to something because if I just like feel like doing something, a lot of times I'm like, man, yeah, just screw everything. I'm just going to do that because that's exactly what I feel like doing right now. Right. Yeah, that, that's a, that's an interesting piece, too, you said before that about other generations having to have endured something difficult mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. building them. What really have we endured? Homework. Oh, we have not. <laughs> that, was, that, was, Luke, that was a little too quick. Sorry. <laughs> I only got 200 <laughs> likes on my Instagram. Bah. Like, <laughs> what? Like, what have we at? What's been hard? Nothing. Yeah. I personally would say. Maybe some people have. Yeah. But as a general, as a whole generation, mm-hmm. we haven't had anything with, super difficult happen. I think with millennials to, I mean, because 
I mean, everybody goes through hard, hard stuff. Um, I think with millennials, a lot of the hard stuff is in, in the heart and like in the brain, it's internal. Yeah. I get that. And you know, um, I mean, I want to throw out there a little, another disclaimer for you, for everyone that's listening. I mean, Nick and Luke, um, like they, they're out, um, you know, trying to make money and pay bills and be a part of this process that they're in, in their early 20 somethings. Like, you know, we don't, we don't have anybody underwriting this podcast. So they're doing this podcast, but they're also, uh, you know, out there working really hard. And I, the reason I say that is just this idea of um, being able to kind of, as you're growing up, to be able to handle adversity. Um, that's what made me think about it, Nick. And uh, But also, I mean, you guys were talking about if we, or if you guys as a generation don't like the situation you're in, you can just completely disconnect mm-hmm. and disassociate and, just thinking about the culture of instant gratification, meaning that, yep. like you've got to have the results right away. Um, but yeah, like not you're on to the next one. You're right. On to the next thing. Right. It's like having a, like a 12 year old bourbon, but wanting it day two. Mm. I think you can even apply it to, I mean, obviously training grad has been going for 12 years. I don't know what the first five classes looked like, but it's probably a lot different now because You've got guys that come in and go, oh, I want to change my entire life mm-hmm. in this three months. And that's not the point. Right. The point is for a jump start. It's not the end. It's the beginning. Right. Um, but that's definitely an issue. It's it's like if you don't get what you want, and I think it, this is all wrapped up. Right. You're out. Like because of the instant gratification is one of the main reasons. At any moment, I could take my phone, look up anything I want to look up and have the answer right there. That is so much information. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Accessibility. It's so accessible. And so whenever that isn't the case or like we get frustrated when something takes more than five seconds to load on our phone. Mm-hmm. There was a time when like even just computers, like that was dial up. Di- beep, 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 beep. <laughs> like no, but it really scares me for the next generation a little bit because it's like, we're figuring this out now when we were like 15 to now we're 22 is probably sure. where it started to happen. These kids Gen Z, are being yeah. born into it. Right. And that is terrifying. Well, it's interesting too, because it, the thing that where it takes me is just, um, actual life processes. So like, um, thinking about instant gratification in the context of what does that mean for your spiritual walk? Like spiritual growth from, in, from my perspective takes years and years and years of mm-hmm. development and change. Um, you know, just like even personal development or emotional development, like those processes are not immediate. Like you don't just roll over and go, I'm healed. It's hard. There is this process that God takes you through. I mean, much like David or Moses, all of those guys like we had talked in the wilderness podcast is that there was a process or an experience that was longer than an instant that, you know, helped develop the man. And so it's interesting how you guys have this, um, tension between living in an instant gratification culture, but also wrestling with the realities of uh, normal life processes, if that makes sense. Yeah, there's a process, and we don't want to acknowledge that. Yeah, but, it, but spirituality, it, it's hard because, like you were just saying, it is a process, it is a walk. But even myself, like I've found myself sometimes being like, God, why aren't you immediately right. answering what I want? Right. Like, this is, I'm not used to this. Right. And so it makes it hard. Right. You're, so you have to actually change the way you think. Mm-hmm. 
That's such an interesting paradigm. But um, I mean, I I heard I was watching a video. I I don't remember exactly who it was, but it was a guy speaking on millennials, and he was talking about how he had sat down with a conversation with um, a, a guy he was mentoring, and he was like, "Yeah, you know, I don't feel like I'm making a very big impact on my job. Um, I think I'm going to quit." And he was like, "Well, how long have you been there? I've been there a year." Okay, you've been there a year, and you feel like you're not making an impact, so you're gonna quit. Right. Impact doesn't happen that quick. Mm, like right. realistically, it takes time. But our brains are wired so differently now that it's hard to embrace that. Yeah. Right. Well, also like the stories that you see and all the things that you hear on the media. Like nobody wants to read a story about how. It took seven, like somebody seven years to, you know, get this little victory. No, mm-hmm. you want to hear it. I mean, a million dollars in six months. Yeah. Well, it's true. And also you think about like even in the economical market where, you know, Zuckerberg can be a, a gazillionaire at, you know, 23 or, you know, there's all these stories that people hold on to that they somehow got success early. Yeah. It's, it's like if you don't experience Everything life has to offer before you're 25, then your life is wasted. You're lame, yeah. What? Right. Like, what? It's a lot of pressure. Where did that idea come from? Sure. I mean, it's even, I wonder, uh, it makes me feel sad in some ways because it. what it does is it makes you calculated as a millennial to say, if this isn't, maybe this goes back to the non-commitment piece, is that if I'm not 100% sure that I'm going to win in this, then I'm not going to even yeah. swing. I'm not even going to get up to the plate. Yep. So it's kind of like... Because that, there is so much of that expectation of success, quote unquote, whatever, however you want to define it, that it's immediate success. I mean, maybe that's even a better word than instant gratification, but it's, you know, immediate success. Yeah. Um, but I, I, that's just a lot of pressure. There's no, there's no grace to be a no. part of a process at all. I, mm. I saw it a lot in my time being a young life leader with this generation below us. Right. It's like you've got kids that are freshman in high school and they're like oh i have i have to party i have to go to you know the tailgate on the weekend of the college to experience right. like no you don't right you're 14 you need to go fishing with your buddy and ride your bike like right matter of fact plenty of time. give me your phone right yeah and go on you've got plenty of time to experience these things yeah and this stuff like piggybacks a little bit um kind of on your life being on display with social media i read an article the other day about um hotels that are now offering a service that they can, I mean, they don't say babysit, but they say the word sit your Instagram. So like you can go, yeah. <laughs> you oh can my go gosh. on vacation and they can take care of, of your, your Instagram profile while well, you're on vacation. Corey, you, you're, you're involved <laughs> in young life. You, you know, kind of the process and yeah. when you go to camp, you take kids phones. Something we had to deal with this year is like oh. kids are freaking out because they're losing their Snapchat streaks. They're like, <laughs> Hey, I gave my login to my buddy who's not going to camp so he can keep my Continue Snapchat my streaks. Yeah. What the heck? Well, <laughs> dude, I like I said, oh. you know, in a previous conversation, I was like, I am so glad I did not grow up in the social media. I age. wish we didn't have iPhones. There's so much pressure. I mean, even like with Instagram, I mean, every picture has to be perfect. Or you're a loser. Yeah. And that's what everyone thinks. That's it's not I, true. Oh. I think that sometimes. I think that a lot of times, actually. <laughs> I I scroll through a, a picture that looks like it was taken, 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 taken. Yeah, we'll right, let's go with run let's with go. it. Let's go. That is taken with a potato, like Nick said, and I'm like, wow. Sweet. Scroll next. Yeah. Next. 
Yeah, there's just so much. I mean, you, there's so much input in social media. I mean, it's even Instagram, you're just, mm-hmm. you know, you're just a picture, picture, picture. picture it's so true, though. But put yourself right now in the shoes of a 15-year-old in high school. Like, and that's the world he's living in. Sure. Like, he has to display his perfect. He doesn't have anything world. else. That's but, like, the other thing is, what kind of idea of a perfect life do you even have at that age? Like, Or what do you define as a perfect life? Yeah. Right. Right. Just about, just think about that for a second, and mm. how empty my head hurts. That is, yeah. How shallow. There's a lack of real relationship. There's a default disconnect. Right. Yeah. Well, I don't envy you guys. That's basically what I was just saying. Oh dang! Sorry, man. He should. Luke, do you want to share anything on uh, being counter culture? Yeah, definitely. I think being counter culture is. <clears throat> kind of our as millennials like our our are making up for everybody kind of wanting to be equal in a sense if everybody's winning well I'm just going to go win at my at my own thing um I mean I do it I I think <laughs> something that millennials do a lot is blame shift and uh one day on this podcast yeah yeah and uh one day i was like man it would be hilarious and super different if i just took blame for every little thing and uh and i did it until it kind of just got me in trouble where <laughs> people started actually blaming me for stuff when it wasn't it wasn't, well. wasn't, wasn't me yeah. instead of just laughing like wait yeah and so for instance like if somebody like dropped something in a store and it shattered like two aisles down I'd run over there and I'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like, why did I do that? <laughs> why did I do that? I was, I was, I'm a klutz. Right. And, uh, and it would get a laugh and it kind of, kind of takes the pressure off of like, oh God, like, why did you do that? Um, so I, right. counterculture. It is this, this pressure to be different. I mean, we've kind of been talking well, about that, all it. Well, it goes but. in with everything. Like at the same time, it's like, if you're not the super popular Instagram, then your best bet is to be super counterculture. Yeah, a like super your, goofy and yep. dumb and yep, weird. Yeah, there's your Instagram. other like if you get, dude, if you watch what kids are watching on YouTube right now, it is so mind-numbingly stupid <laughs> that, but it's so popular. Well, <laughs> there, uh, I you know kind of want to wrap this conversation <coughs> up because I'm actually a little bit more excited about part two. Um, you know, it's obviously easier to be critical than to bring praise and. I don't like, I, I mean, not necessarily, I like this conversation, but I don't like it in the sense that um, it's it's the a generation that we have a heart for. It's a generation that we want to see win and succeed and grow in their faith and make changes in this world. And so it's hard to talk about the things that um, people give the millennials and Gen Z a hard time about. Um, but like I said, you know, next, next time we're going to share more about... Um, the kind of the positives, the praises, the, the potential, yeah, all those words start with a P. Mm-hmm. And Ooh. so, uh, you know, just the way ahead for millennials and Gen Z, I mean, I, 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 I want to go there. The truth is, yeah. you know, our, the millennial generation is the next generation of the world. We're going to change the world. And we have that capability. We have right. that power. Right. And it's something Luke and I are buying into and we are, going to navigate and talk to you guys about on part two is the fact that we do have the opportunities in front of us and we have a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's definitely going to be, be on the lookout for that. And it's um, super counterculture because everybody else is like, 
Yeah, right. millennials are going to ruin the world. <laughs> right. We're going to change the world. <laughs> right. If only we would believe that. Yeah. That's right. Well, guys, thanks again for <clears throat> joining us in the garage today. Uh, also, shameless plug on um, our stickers oh, coming in the mail yes. today. We do have and Trainer Ground Low Swag. So. Trainer Ground merch is TG Garage Talks merch is coming at you soon. So, yeah, keep an eye on uh, the social media outlets um, at TG Garage Talks um, is our Instagram handle. And uh, yeah, you can you also guys... find us uh, www.tggaragetalks.com where you'll find more information about us and the training ground mission. But anyways, yeah, um, this was episode on millennials and I'm Nick. And I'm Luke. And that was-